Hello, uh, Brian Parker here. I'm doing another uh, podcast slash uh, YouTube video. And today's topic is how to defend your client against a deposition or a hardcore litigator that wants to destroy your client's case. I use what is called the rule of five. And this is the five. And what I do is I find that after many years of doing deposition and protecting people in uh, under onslaught in a deposition where the real purpose of the thing is to kill the client's case. There's, there's no good reason for putting my client in front of a another attorney, but we're required to produce our uh, client so that they can be fully examined and their story examined. And I, I find that the one thing you, you don't want is really to have your story exposed in a deposition. Now, I've uh, practiced law for 30 years and I've done the math. It is never a good thing to have your story uh, examined in a deposition. So how do you get around that? You do it with the rule of five. Now, a little bit background. Most clients want to tell their story after perhaps months of litigation. They're going to be in front of a the other side, and they just are dying to tell the other side how they've been wronged and how my client will tell them that they are right. And that is the wrong approach. Most attorneys want their clients to tell their story. They'll do what's called sandpapering, and that's what we all do as attorneys. We see rough edges in our clients, whether they're before a jury or before a judge. So what we do is we we do what's called sandpapering, and I go a couple of steps beyond that. With the rule of five, I first advise my clients, look, you're going to have to say something, and the most important thing is the truth. However, I want the volume of the truth, meaning the amount of information that comes out, to be severely curtailed. The rule of five is a really a good mechanism for my clients because they're going into a deposition knowing that this big bad attorney is going to be coming after them. And, and it's a foreign environment. Most of us aren't going to be deposed in our lifetime. And an attorney that's opposing you maybe does it at least pre-COVID, you know, perhaps once a week. And I used to do a ton of trials and a ton of depositions. That's not the case anymore, although it's getting better. Uh, it's June of 2023 now. Um, you're looking at me in my T-shirt. Uh, this is pretty much how I dress every day. I'm just not in court that much, although my workload is through the roof, and I'm not doing as many depositions as I used to. But what is true, what has maintained is the information in my head. So I always tell you, uh, especially in other videos, you're getting 30 years of experience in about 30 minutes, and I try to keep it to 30 minutes, but I talk too much. Um, the number one thing that you want to tell your clients, attorneys that are listening, is the truth. They must tell the truth. And as I said before, you want to shape it a lot differently with the rule of five than the other side is expecting. 
I've used the rule of five for over a decade now, and it's been very successful. There are a few exceptions where you want the client to speak about the case. I guess if a personal injury case, which I don't do many, if at all, I guess you want to the client to expound on their harms and how they can no longer do things they used to do. Pain and suffering is a good way uh, to extract more money from the other side of the insurance company. But generally, if you, and this is important, if you give your story at a deposition, you will have a counter story at trial. Let me repeat that. You expose your story or the nuance of it, suddenly there'll be a defense against that at trial that didn't exist before. And that would be created and conceived post-deposition if your clients say too much. So the rule of five is kind of how it sounds. I have my clients hold up their hands and I touch the thumb, my thumb, they touch theirs. I go, no or yes, next finger, do not guess. And then the last three, five words or less. No or yes, do not guess, five words or less. What's that about? We as humans are an accommodating species. If you ask us for directions, we will give you 10 to 15 minutes of the best way to get somewhere because we're an accommodating species. We don't, uh, upon request of help in going somewhere, we don't just say no. I mean, that's very rare. We will go out of a way to help people. Well, being human doesn't work in depositions. So back to the rule of five and holding my hand up in the air. When someone asks you a no or yes question, and this is what I tell my clients, it's either no or yes. End of story. I don't want any more words coming out of their mouths. If someone asks you a question, and that's the next finger of the hand, and you're not sure of the answer, do not guess. Why? Because what if you're wrong? Actually, if you were to say, I don't know or I don't recall, which, you know, uh, you've seen in big cases where suddenly the memory of the person on trial, it's questions. He suddenly doesn't know a thing. Well, that's not necessarily false. The memory, our memories are created through many factors, time, uh, exposure, environment, uh, sensitivity of the person receiving information, all go into what we perceive as our memory. And as time goes on, things change. You know that from your personal experience. Well, I, that's why I think I don't know or I don't recall is a much more truer answer. I do not want my clients guessing. You can take it really to the extreme and say, if they guess, and it's not true, and they're just guessing at an answer because we're an accommodating species, it's almost committing perjury. What is perjury? Telling a falsehood on the record. Now, they're not intending to do that. Uh, but if you don't know the answer, I tell my client, don't guess. Lastly, after those, after the thumb and I think it's called the forefinger, I look at the other three fingers and I tell the client five words or less. What do I mean by that? No matter what the question, if it's a no or yes, if it isn't a no or yes question, 
or it's something you know fully the truth, the answer. It's not a I don't know response. You have to figure out a way to answer the question through five words or less. That's right. And what I tell clients, if you take a minute or 10 minutes or 20 minutes to come up with that one answer, just it took you that long to get the five words or less, take the time. Because uh, two things are true. Number one, the answer that comes out will be five words or less. You're following my golden rule. But secondly, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, counterproductive, I'm not sure of the best way to, to say this, you actually get out of that deposition quicker if you take your time. Because when you give an answer, any answer, those words that you express through the other side is what they use to use as the basis of their follow-up questions. So if you're talking everybody's ears off, and I've been there, and that's cringy. I, I just, I know I'm going to be there for five more hours with some clients. Although that doesn't happen anymore. But in the in my younger days, we were there for a long time. But not anymore. If the client takes the time, even if it's 20 minutes to answer a question, the court record will not reflect that they took that long to answer a question. Attorney asked Susie, uh, where were you on the night of the 14th? Now, Susie, take 20 minutes to come up the full way to say it in five words or less. 20 minutes later, it's on the record. And it just says, Susie was asked questioned, and here's how she answered. The point being, and I've done the math over 30 years of hundreds of depositions, I've done the math. If you take your time, if you get your client to take their time answering a question by following the rule of five, they will get out of there sooner. Look at it like this. Attorneys live off words. That is their oxygen. In a deposition, I've been there myself. I will prepare, but you won't see many notes in front of me when I depose someone, because I listen, one mouth, two ears, and I listen, and I use how the other side responds to my questions to go down certain areas. That's what most attorneys do. They have different approaches. And if you give them no words, then there is no oxygen and the attorney eventually just goes away. I've done it. I've seen it. But the key is it's in the prep, in the debt prep. In your debt prep, you should take your client through the rule of five again and again and again. You hold that hand up and you grill them like you are the attorney on the other side. Get their permission to be a little mean to them. They'll let you. They understand. Also, your client has nervousness. Your client has anxiety. The closer they get to that deposition, they're going into a lion's den. We all know that feeling on a big case that we really want to win or in front of a judge that's really mean to us. That's a lion's den sometimes and you can't sleep the night before. Well, that's a, we're used to that. We've got the tough skin. Clients don't have that, so they're really nervous. So what's to be done? The rule of five 
is a friend filter. You will make them so happy, like a good friend that's comforting, comforting them. The rule of five not only protects them, protects their case, but here's the most important thing. It empowers your clients. Because what a deposition is, it's the unknown. And born out of the unknown is a lack of control. We want to control our environment. So they're going into a lion's den with a lion or a bear. And what do they think is going to happen? Exactly what's going to happen if you haven't prepared them with the rule of five. They're going to get slaughtered. And then there's going to be a motion to dismiss the case with their words because they talk too much. So you empower them to take control of the environment. The rule of five takes control of the environment. So a question comes up. If it's a no or yes question, the client says no or yes. You can watch the other attorney, been there, done that, waiting like most attorneys wait for most people that are being deposed to add on the extra information beyond the no or yes. And it takes a while, but the attorney starts to get it. If there's a question where the client, and I tell my clients this, and you should too, it's not a question they don't fully believe they know 100% the answer. That's a don't recall or I don't know. Don't answer a question. Do not guess. Five words or less. Do not guess. No or yes. Take it any way you want. It kind of rhymes. No or yes. Do not guess. Five words or less. And it rings in their ears so that they capture it. I always put my hand on a piece of paper and trace my hand. And then I just badger the heck out of them to incorporate in their answer skill set. No or yes. Do not guess five words or less. If you're listening to this or unfortunately watching this face and and listen to me um, expound on this, you are getting it too. It's a simple technique to empower your client to not kill their case. The more they speak, the more oxygen, the more words, and they're going to be there all day. I can get depositions where my client is being deposed down to about an hour and a half now. And it can also piss off a lot of uh, um, attorneys. I've had attorneys just just don't understand why this client of mine is sounding like a robot. No, yes, do not guess. I don't know, five words or less. I want them not to be human. Human, being human is to err, is to make mistakes. It's acceptable to make mistakes because we're all human. That's a common expression. So I take the human out of my client's deposition testimony. Five words or less is the filter I want everything to go through. And when you're training your client in your debt prep, they'll go, hey, what about this? And I hold up my hand. I grill them and I hold up my hand saying, sorry, five words or less. And you'll see this as you're talking to a client. Yeah, but between you and me, can I say... And I say, look, it's you are going to football t uh, technique. You're going to practice the way you're going to play. It's five words or less. The, one of the fun things about the, the uh, rule of five is when you have a couple 
when a couple is being deposed and they'll go through their routine and then finally it'll take and they're both on board and now they're no longer scared whether it be just one of them being deposed or both they're less nervous they're ready to take control and i watch as they do a beautiful job through the deposition they're going to make mistakes and that's another key too if your client makes a mistake and doesn't honor the rule of five let them know they have to get back on board you're allowed to drop the ball as long as you remember the next throw you got to catch it and don't let um the previous drop ruin your game so you tell them it's kind of okay to make mistakes although i don't like to do that for their sake but they have to get right back on board no or yes do not guess five words or less anyway i've had clients pools that were trained that went through the deposition and happily they didn't give anything away didn't kill their case and after the deposition the husband looks over at the wife and says hey how'd i do and she says, fine. Here, no, he says, really, what did I do? You did okay. And it takes a while if you did a good job, if they did a good job, for them to get out of this robot technique. And you have to teach them to be robots. In that arena, in that horrible lion's den that is the deposition, being human can only hurt you. So teach your clients to be robots. The prism of the rule of five is where everything should go through. It's such a joy to watch the other attorney just had it because the client is not answering the way they should in, in her or his estimation. And I've had clients just storm out of depositions and tell me later, there's something wrong with your client. They, they're not listening. And the bedrock of our court rules are such that you can ask a client a couple of times or a deponent. Anybody that's being deposed is called a deponent. The same question, but the rules require that you not keep, if you will, and there's no objection that's called. I hear this all the time. Badger the witness. There's no exception avoiding badgering the witness, but people cite that all the time. Hey, stop badgering the witness, but you can't badger the witness. It's an ans asked and answered deposition. Uh, meaning if you ask too many times, that objection, objection will come out, asked and answered. And the attorney doesn't get what they were looking for. It's quite, it's kind of cool when the client is on point and gets it and just takes control of the situation. The control is the thing that was making them most nervous. And nervousness and anxiety will contribute to a bad deposition. What happens if there's a bad deposition? Well, they're going to talk everybody's ears off, and those words will appear in a motion to dismiss. And the guy is going to tell the judge, look, they admitted they did wrong or didn't do the right thing. Or, or, you know, they just, you, they kill their own case. There's a song, uh, words get in the way. Well, um, they get in the way of winning a case at this level. When you're being deposed, 
you have to keep an eye on the future. I've counseled in other videos and podcasts, always be working on either the next motion or the next event or the next case. When you're in front of a judge or, or an event that's kind of important, always be thinking ahead. So whatever I do here is going to set me up down the road. Well, that's the case here. When your client is being deposed, you got to think about a trial. Hmm. I'm going to say to you, 99% of cases don't go to trial, but you don't want to be in a position of going to trial and you didn't prepare like it. There's another expression in law that says, prepare for settlement. You prepare for trial, the case inevitably will settle. If you prepare like, yeah, well, this case is going to settle, I'm not going to do the work, you will get... Uh, <laughs> You get killed because suddenly you're going to trial and you haven't done the work or you've exposed your client to a lot of defenses. So we want to avoid telling a story. I started this podcast and video off saying most attorneys want their story out there, their client's story. I don't. I've Again, I've done the math. The few exceptions to allowing the story to get out don't uh, are, are exceptions. The general rule is I don't want anything to come out. And if your client follows the rule of five, nothing will come out. They have to tell the truth, but they have to condense it. You know, depositions are like blackjack. When I, <laughs> many years ago, I used to play blackjack and I did not, I don't like to lose. And I was losing my ass on the tables, what's going on here? And I realized I hadn't educated myself. If we're gonna waste my money like this, I might as well give myself a great chance. So I started, I learned how to count cards. And believe me, it isn't as hard as every, they make movies about it, but anybody can do it. And so I taught myself um, how to count cards. It took the fun right out of it, by the way, because you're constantly nervous. But what you do is, you teach yourself also a certain discipline that you're only going to spend a certain amount of time on the tables. Why? Because the odds of the house getting that money back that you win are much better than you keeping it. So you limit your time at the tables. What's my point? Limit the amount of time that your client is in front of a, an attorney that's a skilled litigator because the more time the client is in front of that attorney, eventually they will break down and lose. They can't hold up as long as, uh, perhaps if an attorney was being deposed, he or she is no, knows what's going on and has, a, again, a thicker skin. But the point being of the rule of five is the less words, the less time. The less words, the less time in front of that attorney. And the attorney will run out of things to ask because he can't keep asking the same thing. It'll be asked and answered. So you get them off the table, literally, and they go home. So the rule of five empowers your client to and takes out the nervousness of the whole situation. And they're less likely to make mistakes. The rule of five condenses the whole thing down to an hour and a half, which could be five hours. And, and depositions can take a long time. The, the federal court rules say you can take seven if you want. Imagine. 
Imagine what is being given away at the fifth and the sixth and the seventh hour. I've done it. I've pressured. Uh, I know how to sort of be a jerk. Um, I'm a better person, I hope. But I know how to win a case. Um, and you can pressure people. I don't know how I'd handle the rule of five myself. Uh, and I've yet to see it. I've yet to see anybody bring that. They're going to bring it now, I guess. Um, so attorneys want to do a good job, want to protect your client, want to empower them, want to take the nervousness out of a deposition because you're nervous too about it. You worry about them blowing your case that you may have thousands of dollars invent, invested in. Use the rule of five. Anyway, as always, I'm going to put the show notes, meaning the notes that I've written about this video and podcast right on my website, collectionstopper.com, along with other podcasts and other show notes. So if I miss something I should have found it upon, which is very true, I'm sure, you've got the notes right there you can go back to and just take, or you can go in a deposition and use my notes. I don't care, but just go to my website. It doesn't cost anything. Um, I'm supposed to say subscribe and all that, and it's a foreign and new thing to me. So if there's a subscription button, have at it. But I hope this helps you help your client and help you, their case.